in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And wow, here we are again. I know. Unbelievable. It's it's amazing that we keep coming together yeah. to talk on this podcast. What do you yeah. think about it so far? You know, I, I like it. We have finished uh, all of our Mount Rushmore's. We have. We've completely done those. Yeah. And yeah. that was really an exciting time. And we've put an email out there for people to tell us. There's, and we've actually had someone who emailed us. We we have Kimberly, yeah. who has come right out and, and sent us her form. Yeah, Kimberly's in Mount Pleasant, yep, she's Tennessee, in, just yep. not too far from Columbia. And, right. Uh, and so she sent us her four. And, oh, I forgot to tell you, yeah. um, we've got one from Spotify. Really? Somebody from Spotify. I don't. I don't have their name in front of me, but they sent us two. Oh, good. And I don't okay. know. Uh, I don't know what those are. But well, we'll get to those. We will get to those. And but yeah, I wanted to talk about Kimberly's. I think that's only fair that, that she was the first one that that responded. Yeah. Now, let me just while we're here talking. Yeah. Let me tell where where you send that. Okay. It's two brothers, one Bible. That's all one word. It's all spelled out. Okay. Okay. So two brothers, one Bible. At gmail.com. Gotcha. We want all four of yours, and we want to know why you, you picked those. And if you don't have four, you know, uh, I don't I don't want more than four, because it is the Mount Rushmore kind of thing. Right. So if you only carved one or two presidents, then I get that, but, <laughs> but no more than four. No more than four, but if you have two, we'll take two. Yeah. Or if you have one. Right, yeah. Yeah, whatever you have, we'll take it. So go again to that uh, that email address, two brothers, one Bible at gmail. Very good. All, All right. right. How did you like that? I did. So Kimberly sent us uh, the first one that we're going to talk about on her Mount Rushmore is Romans 10.9. Boy, this is a good one. It is a good one. It really is. Yeah. I think it's worthy of a Mount Rushmore uh, you know, classification. I think so, too. Because yeah. I teased you just terribly about First Samuel. You did. You did. Yeah. And it turned out to be very good. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kimberly <laughs> has one that is almost as obscure. She really does. I was so thrilled when I saw it. I really was. I said, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So so the teasing has now ceased. Okay. I, I have repented of that. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I'm never going to make fun of you ever again. About <laughs> about that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to Romans uh, ten and verse nine. And uh, Peter, do you have that in front of you? I do. Oh, I, I have the uh, the New International, uh, the NIV uh, version. It says, "If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead." You will be saved. Oh, here, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, man. Yeah, amen, so amen. good. So I, you know, I ask every one of our participants to tell us why. Yeah. And so on this verse right here, uh, Kimberly told me that uh, her and her husband Bryant have this actually tattooed on their arm. They do, really. Yeah. So it's kind of a Mount Rushmore thing. They it, actually <laughs> carved it in their flesh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's on Kimberly's arm. I think it's on Bryant's leg. Okay, I, I don't know exactly where, 
but that this they both have this matching tattoo. All right, and, and so that they they both share this verse, and I asked her why it meant so much to her. Yeah, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm going to quote. Um, let's see. Oh, she said, uh, "We must confess and believe." Mm. She used those two words yeah. to be saved. Yeah, and I thought those two words were just excellent. Yeah, they are They're uh, good words. Um, and she uh, she said, "I did that so long ago. I have to be reminded uh, to call on His name and, and confess." Uh, and so I say that to myself over and over. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's powerful. Isn't yeah, it? that is. You know, I did a little digging, Robert, uh, okay. because. Um, the NIV says the word declare. It doesn't use the word confess. It doesn't. No. No. Yeah, it says it, declare. Yeah. And and the actual Greek word is more the the word profess rather okay. than confess. Okay. And so that's where the NIV is picking up the word declare. Because when you think about confession, mm-hmm. confession is something that you could do privately in your home most of the time. Part of our prayer life is confession. Yes. And so it's us just saying between God and ourselves, hey, you know, this this happened or this is what I'm doing or, you know. And so the word that Paul is using here in Roman mm-hmm. is, is, is us saying it out loud. So it, it is actually, you know, you're going to find this amazing. Okay. I actually wrote down declare myself. Okay. Next to that. Yeah. Uh, because when we confess Jesus, we are actually declaring yeah. uh, that he is Lord. It needs to be a public profession, a public, you know, verbal out mm-hmm. loud to the world. You know, a lot of churches are are shying away from altar calls, really, from, from a time of invitation. Why is that, Wonder? Well, you know, let's let's be honest. The, you know, you kind of get that. You know, I can't leave the pew. I don't want to go forward. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk in front of people. I'm embarrassed. Right. But Jesus was very, very plain about it. If if you're embarrassed about me, then I'm not going to talk to you about the Father, you know, or talk to the Father about you. So, yeah, that's the part that, yeah, that's the part that's really amazing. Is because if he, if you confess others, me before others, I'll confess you before the Father. Exactly. And I want him to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and really, when you think about salvation, it should be the kind of thing we want to shout from the rooftops. Oh, yeah. We should not care who hears. We want this message of what happened in our life, how we've been transformed mm-hmm. uh, to be told to the world. Yeah. Oh, man. So this, she used the, and when she wrote this out, she wrote the words confess and believe. Mm-hmm. And so I focused in on that confess, and I did write down, to confess or declare, because I thought that was a better word. Yeah. Um, because I read it from, I think, the New American Standard. Yeah. And I think it says confess. Well, and you think about what Paul says. He says, if you declare with your mouth. Mm-hmm. He didn't say if you confess with your mind or confess with your heart. <laughs> right. He said with he your said mouth. He said if you say it out loud with <laughs> your mouth. Right. And so if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, Mm -hmm. and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So this this whole declaring thing, um, this idea that that you are actually mentioning it out in the open. Right. And and declaring it for others to hear Mm -hmm. is the the image that I got there. Um, But I also think that the... the, um, the belief that she mentioned is equally as important. 
Oh yeah, because uh, there's a whole there's a whole scripture verse ten following this is very very important mm-hmm. uh, to her, to the scripture that she chose. Like I'll read it. It's, yeah. it's for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. See, they go together. They do go together. Yeah. So this belief thing is just more than. I think it's just more than recognizing that Jesus lived on this earth. Right. I think it's much deeper than that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, we we believe. I think that's sometimes our English words are limited. And so we believe a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we could believe in a historical Jesus. I believed a man named Jesus lived and walked the earth and said good things and did good things. Right. I believe Mark Twain was real, you know, yeah. but there's a big difference between Jesus and Mark Twain. There's, uh, there's just a little, uh, well, Mark <laughs> Twain won't save me. No, he will not. <laughs> right. No, that's right. But yeah, you can believe that you know, we believe George Washington was president. Sure. Yeah. Because we, there's eyewitness testimony mm-hmm. of people who saw George Washington, Mark Twain, all, all these people. There's eyewitness testimony that people that actually walked with Jesus. Right. So that's what we believe, but this this whole thing uh, of believing is is having faith that the resurrection really did happen. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, look at what Paul's saying. We need to believe and confess. He says, first, first off, the statement is Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. and then he said that that is wrapped up in that God raised Jesus from the dead. That that is the theological statement right there. Right. There's no other religions that I know of, and I don't know many, that has a resurrection of any uh, any type. No, there's no empty tomb. No. Except for Jesus. Jesus is the only one. Yeah. And so it's just much more than just believing, like we just said, much more believing that he existed, but believing that the resurrection actually took place. Because if the resurrection didn't take place, if that's all... If that's all fairyland, right? What are we doing sitting here in in this? We've got nothing to talk about. We don't have anything to talk about. No. Yeah. Well, you think about. It, I, I I took some time to unpack the the theological weight of what this one verse is saying. Okay. You know, it's it's a confession about who God is. It's the nature and character of who God is. Okay. It's also the nature nature and character of who Jesus is. He he's the Son of God. Mm-hmm. But it also identifies that that sin has a place in my life and that sin leads to death and that I need a Savior. Mm -hmm. And then that Savior, because of the resurrection of Jesus that God had done, he's our means of salvation. It also says, I believe that there's a judgment and I believe there's a hell because I need to be saved from that. Right. And that Jesus is the means for me to find salvation. That the, That's the whole confession. The whole confession has to revolve around that. It really does. And the salvation part, and I keep honing in on this, this point because it means so much to me, I think of rescue. Yeah. Because if I, if I am in the ocean and the current is taking me out, I need to be rescued. Mm-hmm. And when, in this sea of sin that we all find ourselves in, We've got to have somebody to rescue us from that. Yeah. And so that's the salvation that you keep talking about is incredible. Well, I, we need that. Yeah, and I love that image too, Robert, because if you put it in that context, 
you know, we're, we're tossing waves are hitting us. We're, we're fatigued. We're wiped out. We've got no strength at all. And we recognize I, I'm going down. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to die. And so we reach out, we call out on the name, Jesus save us. Mm-hmm. And he does, <laughs> you know, but our, our next thought should be who's around me. Who else is tossing in the sea? Right. You know, and I think sometimes as Christians, we go, well, you know, I'm, I'm saved. I'm good. But our attention needs to be, who else needs to hear this confession? Who needs to, to declare that Jesus is Lord? Right. Yeah, that's, that needs to be a message. Well, that's what this podcast is all about. It is. is. getting that message yeah. out that we need a Lord. We need a Savior. Right. We have to have that mm-hmm. because we're never going to be good enough. No. There's no possible way that we can ever be good enough uh, to meet the standard that Jesus met. Right. And so that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, you know what uh, I thought about well, on Kimberly's verse? It made me go back to think about uh, Acts 8, 36, the uh, Philip and the, yeah, the eunuch. Right. And, um, you know, I did not know that verse 37 was not in some manuscripts. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I yeah. mean, I just did. I've read that a hundred times, and yeah. I just never realized uh, until I, but verse 37 is not in some manuscripts that says, uh, that Philip says to the eunuch, if you believe and, and, and be baptized, you'll be saved. Right. And, and that's not in some of the manuscripts, which I was amazed at. I, yeah. Did you know that? I, yeah. If you see a little asterisk, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what that indicates. And, 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 you know, just taking a second on that, there's been so much, uh, archeology span stuff done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find older manuscripts. And so what they're doing is they're going back and they're looking at more. They don't have the original ones that, that Paul or Luke wrote. Right. But they're trying to see, you know, those first first copies, how close were they. And so that's where some of that comes in. It's it's not saying that, that what we have is not true or an right or anything like that. but Because it was in some and just not in others. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what that was uh, saying. But well, getting back to the, uh, the the rich young, I mean, the rich young, <laughs> getting back to the eunuch. Yeah. You know, he believed right then. And whether he said it out loud and that's written in Scripture or not, it doesn't matter. No. But he believed right then. Here's water. Right. What's hindering me? Yeah. And, you know, if you believe, you can well, and, and remember, too, the first part of that story is Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how could I unless somebody tells me? Right. And it goes back to what we're talking about here in this confession or this profession, this declaration of who Jesus is. People need to be told the good news of Jesus. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, can you believe? I, I see the clock. You see the clock? I do. You know how? You know what time it is? Uh, it's time for me to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> We're not telling you to uh, be quiet, uh, but but it is time to wrap this up. <laughs> so, okay. So, any other thoughts about these uh, two verses? Oh. This verse from, or do we need to go into overtime? Do you, Kimberly do you have... Ch- chose well. No, she did I, well. Yeah, she did well. This this deserves to be on a Mount Rushmore. It deserves to be an ink on her skin somewhere. Well, there so, you go. There you go. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Kimberly, for sending uh, this one. Uh, it's Romans ten nine. Yeah. And uh, so go back and, and check that out for yourselves. And please, uh, thank you. Uh, please continue to listen to our podcast. We love doing this. We do. And uh, so share it with all your friends. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And this wraps up this uh, episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. Thank you for listening. 
to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.